Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is, you're about to discover the best way to time the real estate market, both on a national level and on your local level. This is the very same method I have used my entire career, and I've made huge gains during all the major market changes over the past two decades, never once going backwards, always climbing and climbing and climbing. It's the very same approach that my apprentices, the people that I mentor, have applied, and many are now the leading real estate investors across North America. And this not only has worked throughout the past, it will also continue to work flawlessly throughout the future. This is the best way to time the real estate market. To illustrate my method for timing the real estate market, I'm going to take you back to when COVID first hit. Let's go to March, April, May, June of 2020. What was your real estate investing activity like during that period? Or to paraphrase a 9-11 Alan Jackson song, Where were you when the real estate world stopped turning? In March and April and May. Well, I'll tell you, if you were like most real estate investors, it came to a screeching halt, didn't it? Hard money lenders, which play a key role in our industry and typically have a really good understanding of what's going on, hard money all but shut down. In fact, I have a hard money locator tool on my website that uh, has thousands of hard money lenders on there. You get ac access to it for free. And to the best of my knowledge, they all stopped. Now, I didn't, but they did. So when they stopped and I didn't, a whole lot of opportunities came right at me. And at one point, I literally had empty, depleted my entire vault of hard money that I used, and I'd never done that before. But my wife looked at me and was like, are you sure we want to do this? And I said, absolutely, following the method. So hard money came to a screeching halt during that period, but they weren't the only ones. It was also iBuyers. And of course, they're real strong right now, but at the time, from March through June, they, they just completely shut down, and they left a bunch of people high and dry. We, me and my apprentices, we picked up a ton of deals during this period because no one else was buying. And we got call after call from sellers who were hung high and dry saying, I need to sell my home and an open door dropped me, offer pad dropped me, Zillow offers, or there's, of course, local other competitors. So we picked up a ton of deals then too. So March through June of 2020, that is in a situation where almost no one could predict was going to happen. Now, let's fast forward to today. Where are we at now, October 1, 2021? We had the greatest increase in real estate values in American history. The, it was 20% plus or more in most areas. On average, some areas were a lot bigger than that. And it wasn't just the values. Rental rates have exploded by over 10%. This is the biggest boom you've ever seen, we've ever seen in American real estate history. Where were you? If you were timing the real estate market, you wouldn't have followed these gigantic industry leaders. You would have been doing what me and my apprentices were doing. You would have been buying, buying, buying during March, April, May, and June of 2020, and then some. Do I have your attention? All right, so this illustrates what I mean by the best way to time the real estate market. We just proved it over the past 18 months. So where did my courage come from 
to lend money when every other hard money lender, many of which have billions of dollars of funds more than me to fund, that they wouldn't, but I would. Where did the courage come from, our apprentices and I, who are buying properties when iBuyers, who spend billions of dollars more than we do, were unwilling to do so? Was it because we knew the future? Was it because we could already tell that the real estate market was going to have the greatest appreciation run in American history? Or was it a method that we followed? As you can tell, it was a method. And here's that method. The best way to time the real estate market, nationally, locally, the method we apply is we don't time the market at all. It's a waste of our time. It's a fool's errand. It's chasing after wind, and it doesn't work. We did not time the market in March through June of 2020. Here's what we did instead. As opportunities came about that fit our fundamental criteria, we did the deals. We did them because we're either going to flip a house or we're going to hold on to it long term. If we're going to flip, we're going to sell within a month or two. If we're going to hold long term, we're going to hold it for the long term for cash flow. Either way, what's happening in the marketplace doesn't necessarily matter in relation to our decision. What matters is if it fits in our criteria. So at that moment, when everyone else shut down, we picked up more deals, not because we were being contrarian. I want to be clear about that, too. Some of you might be thinking, oh, this is just the old school contrarian model. No, it's not. We're not swimming upstream here. We're staying in the same direction, doing the same things over and over again. And then as these wild aberrations occur in the marketplace, sometimes we pick off more opportunities. Sometimes we pick off less. So we had a plethora of opportunity if we were looking in that zone right when COVID hit. But look, this past summer, we did not have as many deals to do. The deals we did do made a fortune. In fact, today we have several closings, over 100000 net profit on a single family home flip. So we've got a lot of good stuff going on. However, we didn't pick up as much inventory because there's been a lot less inventory this summer. I have reason to believe the inventory levels are going to climb up just at least a little bit here coming up shortly. So I think it's going to be a great, great time over the next three to six months. However, as you can see, the model is we don't time the market. We don't time it because we don't see how that applies to our model. Our model is either flipping houses or holding properties long term. Look, I'm not talking about being a developer here or being a land speculator. A true blue real estate investor is doing one of those two things. And if you're flipping quickly, then it really won't matter, especially if you apply the right criteria, as we'll talk about in a moment. So don't time the real estate market. That's the method. That's the best way to time the market. You avoid it altogether. People are terrible at predicting the future. I've been saying this for 10 years, and it's still true today. Terrible at predicting the future. And so instead, focus on the fundamentals and being consistent. And then at certain times, more deals will come along. At certain times, less deals will come along. So if I don't buy based on the hope that it goes up in value, how am I making money in real estate? How am I a multi-multi-multi-deca-millionaire? Okay, well, it comes down to you only really have two directions you're going in. Either you're flipping or you're doing a long-term rental. If you're flipping the property, that needs to be as fast as possible, as fast as possible, less than three months. Less than three months. You should not be in a deal longer than that. 
That is because you need to get in and get out. That's the whole purpose of flipping. And how do we determine a deal we're going to flip? The first thing we have to determine is what we think the property will sell for. In fact, I have a great video on that topic of predicting final sales price. One of my favorite videos I've ever created. Such wisdom in there on determining what a property will sell for. When we flip properties, we buy them below market value. Below what the property is going to sell for. And then we sell it at market value or maybe slightly below market value. So this has to do with very short term at that moment in time. So if there is some sort of pandemic going on and there are a lot less properties for sale, we know that when we put it on the market, we have less competition. Or if there's a flood of properties on the market, we know that too. And we price that into our prediction of what the property is going to sell for. That way, we're always on the right side of this. This isn't speculative. It's calculated. We always win. We never lose because we don't ever go into a deal that loses. And we obviously try to do our very best to avoid major rehabs because that's where you get into situations where you can't predict, where you have to get permits, you have to wait on governments and all that mess. No, no, and no. We'll flip those to other investors. So our approach to flipping works and it works no matter what the market is doing and because we can usually get in and out in way less than three months that is way too short of a period of time for the residential real estate market to have some major impact on our deal and we do price in a little bit of a margin of safety so flips pretty simple no matter what the market's doing remember we were very successful in 2008 9 10 11 when the market was just tanking. So this model works whether it's going straight up or straight down or it's just on, on even street. Okay, so what if we're not doing a flip? What if we're not in and out in less than three months? Well, then we're doing a rental. And the first thing I want to underline here is that our investment decisions with rental are always long-term. Yes, it is possible that we would sell a rental property. That's happened in the past for a couple of reasons for me. Number one, it didn't produce as much cash flow as I anticipated, which would have been on a vacation rental basis. My, uh, my projections were wrong. Another reason is uh, recently Daytona Beach changed a bunch of laws because uh, at Marriott, Hilton, Hard Rock, and several other hotels went to the city and said, look, we'll come in and bring in our hotels, but you need to get rid of the vacation rentals. And so they did. In fact, I, uh, I talked to a friend of mine that they were at a cocktail party and someone was joking about how they got that pulled off. So it's real life. So there are times when you may lose your your golden goose and you have to sell it. But otherwise, the time horizon for a rental property is long term, not short term. So I don't really care what's happening with the market today or tomorrow. I'm looking at it from a long term perspective and I'm not looking at it from the perspective of how much it's going to appreciate. I'm looking at net cash flow relative to how much money I have to put in or what we would call cash on cash return. That is a major, major component of the decision. Because if I'm going to put in $50,000, i am looking at how quickly is that money coming back, what is the cash-on-cash cash return, and then furthermore, uh, how long can I continue to produce those kinds of returns. And so between being able to refinance or simply bringing in the cash, that's where we, uh, we make our decisions. Now sometimes, get this, as the property appreciates in value, Yes, you could refinance, but you get to a point where if you made the, 
the debt service too large, you would lose your cash flow. So just because it goes up drastically on paper, since my time horizon is long term, that doesn't necessarily always make everything so great. Um, not that I'm going to complain about looking wealthier on paper, but I may not pull the money out. I may not pull out that equity because it might hurt my cash on cash returns. Also, with rental property, for the most part, your value is based on your NOI, your net operating income. And so if that's the case, the more you improve your rental property, the more it goes up in value no matter what's going on in the marketplace in, in many respects. Yes, there could be some differences with interest rates. but So the idea is you, come, you somewhat control the value regardless of market conditions when you control rental income. And so with rental property, it's about cash on cash return, and it's not about what's going to appreciate for you. know, it, I, I hear sometimes people make this comparison, cash flow or appreciation. You know, if you want more cash flow, you have less appreciation. Or That's not true. I mean, I, some of my best cash flowing properties have appreciated so well. In fact, some of my uh, vacation rentals in the uh, Sevier County, Tennessee area, uh, they've doubled in value since COVID hit, and they're cash flowing incredibly well, way beyond what I ever imagined. In fact, again, remember, rental rates have gone up, um, just standard traditional rentals on, let's say, uh, apartment units, they've gone up over 10% in the last year. So look, there's a ton of cash flow and appreciation at the same time. But my goal is to have something that has a strong cash-on-cash cash return, has a long-term viability for that cash-on-cash cash return, and then the appreciation, well, that's just a bonus. So when you look at these two, when you really get into the weeds of this, it becomes pretty obvious, right? It's obvious that there is no need to time the real estate market if you're a real estate investor, because you're either flipping or you're doing rentals, and you need to hit the criteria. So what happens if in the next six months, interest rates go up dramatically? Well, it might hurt your ability to pick off some certain rentals, right? It might change the flip, but it, the way it's going to change is you're just going to have to price the deals a little lower when you get them under contract with the seller because there's always still going to be a buyer. Everybody needs a place to live. So ultimately, you're going to adjust with the market as it relates to flipping and rentals. You might not be able to do as many. You should have picked them up when the times were good. You should have followed this model. The model is don't time the market. We're going to consistently apply our fundamental criteria, and then sometimes we'll pick off more deals and sometimes we'll pick off less deals. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed my theory, my argument on why we don't time the real estate market, and I hope it's clear to you why we're so successful with this model, because we're really bringing it down into just two different directions we go in, and no matter which direction we go in, it's always calibrated for the market, naturally. And when markets go up dramatically like they have, and my net worth has doubled, tripled since COVID hit, great. But a lot of that's on paper, because remember, I'm still trying to get my cash on cash returns. So I'm not automatically doing cash out refinances unless there's enough of an increase in the gross income on those units in order for me to justify refinancing. Yes, interest rates are low. Yes, it is great to get cheap 30-year money right now, but it all has to make sense. All right, y'all. Well, I'm Phil Pustiowski with FreedomMentor.com. As you can tell, this is my career. I teach, I mentor, I guide. 
I show people how to be incredibly successful real estate investors. And the first step for you is to grab my book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor. And if you want to go to the very next level, if you want to get into a position where you are taking advantage of some of the greatest real estate changes that have ever occurred because you're following the right criteria, the right formulas, consider my apprentice program where my team and I, we coach, we guide, we mentor, and we turn complete beginners sometimes into cash flowing and money making machines.